On today's action-packed episode, we'll tell you who we think are going to be the best players in the NL East for the upcoming 2023 fantasy baseball season. Let's lock on in. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my co-host, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search Locked On Fantasy Baseball, and we'll be there. Please like, comment, subscribe, especially on YouTube. We love to interact with you. And on today's episode, we're talking about the NL East, and we'll make sure you know all the players to target from this division in your fantasy drafts. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. And we're going to start with the New York Mets. New York Mets got a lot of great players for your fantasy teams. We're going to be trying to cover at least five players from each team in the NL East for you today. And who's better to start with than uh, one of their newest acquisitions, Mr. Justin Verlander. So I personally have Justin Verlander ranked. If you give me a second, I'll pull up my rankings here. I actually have Justin Verlander ranked as my number four starting pitcher. Guys, just to let you know, when we're talking about our rankings, our rankings are skewed towards head-to-head categories leagues. They also work for Roto, so just keep that in mind. We'll try and give you a little bit of a points league take on each player, but, you know, that's not Matt and I's specialty here. So, once again, Justin Verlander is the guy we're talking about. At age 39, he had a monster season last year. 175 ERA, 175 innings, 185 Ks, and he kept that whip at the top of the leaderboards at a 082 whip. So I think Justin Verlander is somebody that you could target as your ace in your fantasy leagues and feel very comfortable with. Besides the Tommy John a few years ago, I mean, otherwise he was fantastic. Right now in NFBC ADP over the last month, Verlander is going off as the 13th starting pitcher, and I think that's an absolute deal. Yeah, buddy. I completely agree, man. I think you covered him pretty well. But I'm going to move on to my next guy, another Met, another great pitcher, and that's going to be Mr. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer just keeps doing Max Scherzer things. I don't think there's really much you have to say for him. I mean, last year it was at season low in terms of innings pitch, but he still was lights out. In 145 innings, he had 11 wins, 173 Ks, a 2-2-9 ERA, and a .91 whip. Who's better than that? I mean, to be completely honest, he's going to be a stud all year round. I have him pretty high this year, if you really think about it. I got him as my number six overall pitcher. Uh, I don't think that you can go wrong with pitching, uh, picking him nice and early. I mean, to be completely honest, you know what you're getting every single year. So until that until that uh, age catches up to him, I think we're in for another good season of Max Scherzer. Yeah, brother. Very, very good analysis there. I have Max, Max Scherzer ranked as my number five starting pitcher. think you're on point. Only thing is, might have to watch out. A little bit of an injury risk there with Scherzer. But moving on, let's talk about a little Francisco Lindor. I love Francisco Lindor. I actually have Lindor ranked as my fourth shortstop off of the board. 
NFBC ADP over the last month. Lindor's going off as the number five shortstop, and I think that's great bargain. That Mets lineup is absolutely fantastic. Got Alonzo, you know, um, Starling Marte, a bunch of other studs on that team. And uh, Lindor, great year last year for the kid. 270 batting average, uh, 107 RBIs, 26 bombs, 98 runs. He chipped in 16 steals, pretty much a five-category guy for Lindor. I think you draft them as your, you know, starting shortstop, and yeah, you, you have a great time. You reap the rewards. Yeah, Lindor is always a stud. He was somebody I called out, said, you know what, he's gonna have a nice bounce back year, and he did. I have him as my number four overall shortstop, so you can't really go wrong there. But let's move on, and uh, let's talk about Mr. Brandon Nimmo, outfielder, my guy who got a bag of money this year, which I did not see coming that he, he was gonna get that gonna gonna get that much money. Good for you, Brandon Nimmo. Uh, for a fantasy point of view, though, he, he's one of those guys that has all the upside in the world. But, you know, I don't know exactly how valuable he's going to be for you, right? Because last year, he had um, he had 102 runs, 16 home runs, 64 ribbies, three stolen bases, and batted a 274, right? So, I mean, the runs are great and the average is pretty good. But in terms of the other three categories, he's really not doing much for you. But there's that upside that, hey, you could take that step forward. I mean, that lineup is pretty juiced these days. So, like, there's a lot of upside coming that way. So, you know, he's one of those guys where I wouldn't wouldn't mind taking a late flyer on him. I mean, it's not even a late flyer, excuse me. I take that back where I got him because outfield is so putrid this year. I actually have him. As my 34th overall. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so brutal. So I guess you know what? I'm talking down on him. But you're probably going to pick him as like your third or possibly fourth utility outfielder at this point. Because outfield is so bad. I mean, it's one of those things where at least you're going to get that production. That batting average is steady. And there you go. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on Brendan Nemo for the most part. I I think if you're taking him to get the runs – 16 bombs isn't carrying in bombs, but he's contributing. 64 RBIs. That could go up depending on where he hits in the lineup. Trying to pull up roster resource, but that's not working for me. So I'm not sure exactly where they have him right now. 274 batting average ain't going to kill you. But 2021, 292 batting average for Nimmo. Uh, 2020, 280 batting average for Nimmo. So you could see that batting average tick up a tiny bit. And I just think I have, I have him ranked as the number 35 outfielder in my ranking. So Matt and I are pretty much in step. Get him as your number. If you get him as your number three outfield, I think that's fantastic. So, you know, Brandon Nimmo, very good player for the Mets and your fantasy teams this year. Next up, we got um, – who do we got next up here? Kodai Senga, the, the the Asian sensation. I think Mr. Senga could come in. See, he's a, he's a tricky one because we haven't really seen how he's going to adjust to the big leagues yet. So I'm going to pull up his stats from um, the Asian League last year. Just bear with me a moment here as I do that for you folks. But I'll tell you where I got him ranked in the meantime. I think I'm a little bit lower than consensus on Senga. I got him down at number 53 starting pitcher. But let's go with his stats from last year. Mr. Senga. He pitched. Oh, Lord. Why does baseball reference not want to work with me, folks? We got a little technical difficulty here. All right. I got it for you. Kodai Senga last year, 11 wins, 6 losses, two, uh, 189 ERA, 148 innings, 159 Ks, and he had a 104 whip. So I think Kodai, you know, could come out and, you know, kill it through the first month or two as hitters are adjusting to him. My deal with Kodai would be to trade him if he does do that. If he comes out 
uh, the gates, uh, you know, guns are blazing. Uh, looks fantastic, a lot of strikeouts and stuff. Trade him for what you can get because don't forget, then that second half, the hitters are going to be able to adjust to him. There's going to be more video on him. And I think uh, I think that's what you do. I think that's my plan with Senga. Matt, how about you? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I want. I mean, if he's killing it, I don't think I'm trading him, especially since you're not paying like too much for him. I mean, I got him as my... 56 overall pitcher so he's like your fifth or sixth pitcher so at that point like it's interchangeable after your top four where like hey i could slide somebody in to be my fifth if i'm getting that kind of production that thing you know that upside that it's supposed to be i'm kind of going to want to roll with that and kind of keep it because that value is going to be critical and if i start seeing him slumping even just a bit after the all-star break then maybe i dump him so you know it's one of those things but before we move on i just want to let everybody know up next is going to be Talking about Atlanta Braves, some Phillies, some Mariners, but we have some wonderful, uh, you know, people to talk about here, and that's going to be here at Lockdown. uh, (laughs) We're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Download FanDuel now so you can place your sports bets for uh, on Super Bowl Fifty Seven with no sweat bet. You'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Man, I, I did. Man, did those Eagles look great yesterday, huh? The FanDuel sure sports did. sportsbook app is your safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, paid instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com/slash/locked-on to claim your no-sweat bet on Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That's FanDuel.com/slash/locked-on. Make every moment with every moment more with FanDuel. Official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So, without further ado, I talked about we're going to talk about some Braves. We're going to talk about one of my favorite players, and that's Mr. Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna, outside of having a shortened season last year, a shortened beginning of the season and a downward season because my man tore his ACL in the season before, I think he's primed for a nice big season. And I think that, you know, he's trying to just get used to his big new, a big new knee after tearing that bad boy. But one thing that was really inspiring and really something that gave me the upside was the fact that he was still stealing bases. He walked away with 29 stolen bases. What was down was the batting average. He had a 266. He had uh, 71 runs and 15 bombs. That was also down with his RBIs. Now, I just think it's a matter of getting used to the game. It took a little bit of time. He didn't have much spring training. I think that, honestly, the kid did it for two years and his rookie year. And I think that personally, this this year is going to be bounced right back on track. Actually, I'm as my number one overall uh, outfield. And honestly, he's like a top two or three pick for me personally. I think that drafting Ronald Acuna is going to be a Starwood player for you. And be thankful you did. Dom? Yeah, Matt. I, I don't know if there's much I can add to the, to the Ronald Acuna analysis. I think you killed it. Guy's a 40-40 threat. Take him as your number one pick if you like and feel very comfortable about it. But let's go to that, one of those uh, breakout baby Braves from uh, last year, and that's Michael Harris. Man, uh, I I didn't have him on enough of my fantasy teams last year, to be honest with you. Michael Harris last year as a 21-year-old broke out. He hit 297. He had 20 steals, 64 RBIs, 19 home runs, and 75 runs. I think he only improves upon that. I actually have Michael Harris super high. Actually, let me let me get his name right. That's Michael Harris the second. I have him as my number ten outfielder. 
I think it's going to be risky taking him as your number one outfielder, but that's pretty much where you're going to have to take him right now to, you know, get him on your team. I'm actually in sync with ADP from NFBC over the last month. He has been the number 10 outfielder off the board in that time. I think he's going to wind up being a five tool player for you and, um, you know, your fantasy teams. So you draft him with confidence, you know, even though that number one outfielder spot is going to be very tough to have him there. But I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I think it winds up paying off for you. And if you can get him as your number two outfielder, whoo, man, that's a steal. Yeah, for sure. He has a lot of upside this year. He's very good. I have him as my 10th overall outfielder. So he's one of those things where you, you can snag him if somebody's stupid enough to let him sl- slide, scoop him up, and say hello. But let's move on here. We're going to talk about my boy Ozzy Albies, another guy that just got injured just last year and just couldn't stay healthy. You know, he's one of those players who plays hard, steals bases. And he hits for average. He's a pretty good, pretty good uh, baseball player. Ozzy Albies had 36 runs, eight bombs, 35 ribbies, three stolen bases, bad 247 last year. Now, personally, that's just not like him, right? I mean, the year before, the year before that, he had an incredible breakout season. I thought he was going to be one of the best second basemen to come to play. I had him ranked as my number one overall second baseman last year. And this year, I believe I still do. Let's see, I do. I have all the number comp- one. Yeah, number one second baseman. Yeah, man. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to bounce back with no problems as long as there's no injuries. And, you know, if we, if he gets another injury this year, he's going to be on my flanges list. So we'll see where it comes from that. But I think Ozzy Albies is a no-brander for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this, this, is, this is where we might have our first di- uh, disagreement of the day. Okay. See, the thing is, is second base is, is really putrid. So I do have Ozzy Albies as my third second baseman. My problem is I know he was banged up last year, but – you know, he's he hasn't been the prime example of health in his career either. Uh, in 2021, he only had 259. Last year, he had 247. That batting average seems to be trending down a little bit. So I don't know if he's going to be able to provide for you in the, the batting average department. And then I'm not sure how many home runs he's going to hit you either. I think he's going to be closer to a 20 home run guy than a 30 home run guy, maybe 25 tops. Don't think he's going to reach that 30, you know, mark from the 2021 with that bouncy ball. But in that Braves lineup, as long as he's hitting towards the top, he's going to give you runs in RBIs. You know, that lineup for the Braves is absolutely crazy. And he should chip in some steals. So, I mean, he could wind up being a four-category guy. And at, at second base, I mean, the guy is just lights out too. So, you know, I mean, if, if you get him, where's he going in ADP? He's the fourth second baseman off the board, NFBC ADP over the last month, 49th pick. So it's a little rich for my blood, but the upside is there. I think there's a few guys after him I'd rather wait on than take him at that spot. So, I mean, Ozzy Albies, is, he's, he has the potential to be very, very good. I just don't know if I'm buying it right now at you have to take him at pick 50. That's my personal opinion. So we're going to move on here. And, uh, man, do we, what, what, do you, what do you do with Bryce Harper and Sandy Alcantara, you know? So, with that being said, why don't we just jump right into it and talk about some Phillies right now, Matt? How does that sound? Sounds great, man. I already got the name up on the screen. I'm gonna bury the lead here. Oh, oh you, Matt is two steps ahead of me, right? And it's my I actually have the throwback Bryce Harper Washington Nationals jersey on right now. So, you know, good thing I got my boy Bryce. Here's the big problem with Bryce: he decided to opt and get that surgery, yeah, you know, on the on the faulty elbow. But here's the, the good news with that is, is he's going to have the time to recover. 
And that's good because when Bryce Harper's Bryce Harper, he's absolute monster. Last year, Mr. Brycey Bryce, he only played 99 games, but he still uh, contributed pretty well for you out there. He got 63 runs, 18 bombs, 65 RBIs, 11 steals, and he hit 286. Bryce in his career has always been fantastic. You know, he's just always been a, a great baseball player. Let's check where he's going in uh, ADP right now. Matt, actually, real quick, where where do you have him ranked as I pull this up? Bear with me a second here. So I actually have him at 31 overall for an outfielder. Okay. I, I think that that's it's, fair enough. And I think it's a big, easy oh, scoop ahead, up for ahead, me. Brother. I don't mean to steal your thunder, but I think he's just an easy yeah. scoop up. No, you're not stealing. I asked you to help me out as I try and find where they they actually might have him at UT only. That's probably why I can't find him. Yeah. Let's check that out. Is he UT only? Because he didn't play that many games in the out. I think he only played eight games in the outfield last year. So he will be eligible on um, Yahoo at outfield. But he won't be eligible in most other places at outfield because Yahoo's requirement is five games. And, um, okay, Bryce Harper's coming off the board. 93rd pick overall, pick 155 NFBC ADP over the last month. And I, I think here's the, here's the way I'm handling Bryce Harper, right? If you're like me, you got a little experience in fantasy baseball, you got some faith in yourself drafting, you take Bryce and you you sit him on the IL if you have it, thankfully, and you, you go from there. You supplement with your pickups and that kind of stuff, and I think it works out for you. I'll tell you this. I still have Bryce Harper, my number 30 outfielder. And as I said, that's my, that's my two cents there is – if you're gonna take him, you gotta have some faith, some faith in your in yourself here, and uh, and just ride it out. Don't it's it's a it's a ballsy move. It's not it's not a move for everybody. If you have faith in your drafting and all of that stuff, you might as well go ahead and um, and take it and take Bryce. That's that's my my thought. All right, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree, but I mean, it's one of those things where I think he's just gonna be great. So. It's one of those things where also, too, half the season you look at what Tatis could have done last year if he would have been able to ever play. So it's one of, I, I'm just ready for it, you know? Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's talk about Mr. Trey Turner. Trey Turner is, you know, the newly acquired bag full of money Philly now, and I'm pretty excited to have him. Here in the city, uh, if, no, if anybody doesn't know, I actually live in Philly now, even though I am a Yankee fan. I'm a transplant. And um, I, it's going to be exciting. I go to a lot of Phillies games because it's easier. And personally, it's just exciting to be in that stadium. And Trey Turner is making it great. The one thing I don't like about Trey Turner is everybody took away his second base eligibility. <laughs> other, than that, other than that, the kid's a lock for just about, you know, being the best fantasy baseball player in baseball right now. What he did on the Dodgers, I think, is just – Nothing of what he's going to do on the Phillies. He had 101 runs, 21 uh, home runs, 100 ribbies, 27 stolen bases, and batted 298. I think the steals are going to come up more because the Phillies are going to let him run. I think the home runs are going to come up because it's a shorter porch, and they're going to be able to. He's going to be able to put it over the fence a little bit more. So I think that there's a lot to come from Mr. Trey Turner. So it's one of those things where I'm drafting him nice. I'm drafting him high. He's my number one shortstop this year. So I'm all about it. Yeah. Matt, you killed that one. There's not much I could add, except I think he might chip in some uh, more steals after this. And, um, you know, I, I just I, – I think Trey Turner, obvious number one pick. But with that being said, guys, 
I don't know. If you're like me, you got a full-time job, you hit the gym sometimes, you need a quick snack that isn't high in calories but still tastes great. If so, you've got to try Built Bar. Come on, guys. I'm not sure how Built Bar does it, but these amazing bars taste delicious while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they're healthy. Built Bars only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Man, I know you hit the gym too. You got to get that protein in, my brother. Yeah, buddy. They, they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I definitely got to try that churro one because I'm, I'm a churro guy. My grandma always just got the me when I was a kid and absolutely delicious. Built Bars. Send me some churro ones, guys. I definitely need to try those out. And for um, for years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Man, I mean, uh, if that isn't if – if I'm sold on the Built Bars, man. I don't know about you, but I definitely need to get some uh, some Built Bars in my life. Yes, sir. All right, so guys, let's uh, let's roll back in. We got a couple more Phillies for you guys here. Yep, and I'm got... talking about Mr. Nick Castellanos. Go ahead, my brother. No, you got it. My bad. I was getting excited. Okay, you know how yeah, much I yeah, like yeah. him. So Nick. Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, I like some Nick. Yeah, I like me some Nick Castellanos too, guys. And uh, we know he had the down year last year. You know, had a I forget what it is, but I know he had some minor injury that kept him out. He only played 136 games. In that time, he had 56 runs, 13 bombs, 62 RBI, 7 steals, and he had 263, right? Here's my take on Castellanos, though. Matt and I had said this to you guys last year, and I'm going to say it to you again now, and I'll say it to you again throughout the year. Guys on new teams in any sport, it's an adjustment period. you got to think about the player himself, right? You know, got to get a new house, got to get the kids into a new school. As Matt would say, you got to find that new uh, barbecue spot or wherever he, you know, whatever food Castellanos, maybe an Italian spot for Mr. Nick Castellanos. You got to find that right Italian spot. And it's just a lifestyle change you have to get used to. And if you go and look, you know, at like Francisco Lindor in his first year with the Mets, Arenado, first year with the Cardinals, you see that downtick a lot with guys on a new team. And I think that's what happened with Castellanos last year. Let's go back to 2021 real quick with the, with the Cincinnati Reds for Castellanos. 138 games. So we only played two more games than he did last year with the Phillies. But look at the difference in the numbers. 95 runs, 34 bombs, 100 RBIs, three steals, and he hit 309. I think you're going to find him closer to those numbers this year. So I'm buying me some Nick Castellanos. Have him as my number 21 outfielder. You take him as your second outfielder, and you feel happy about it, guys. That's my opinion here on uh, Mr. Castellanos. Yeah, I think Cassie's going to have a nice bounce back here, like you said. But here's the reason why, too. Since I live here, I watch a lot of Phillies, uh, whether it's by choice or not, TBD. But what I saw from Cassie was he had a lot of pop flies. And instead of, you know, striking out or, you know, grounding out like crazy, he was just hitting the ball and they just weren't making it over the fence or just wasn't catching the right contact on the bat. So I think that he's going to adjust this year now that he's found all his right spots and just, you know, going to move forward and just going to be – more comfortable in the city and then you know just with that team is built over the last year and now continue to build on i just think there's going to be a lot more stuff for him to just want to just do better this year but enough about cassie let's move on to another Matt, guy real that, quick one yeah. one time one tiny thing you yeah. can get him as number 31 outfielder over the last month nfbc adp mm-hmm. i'll pick 127 that's a steal that's i just need to say that's a steal guys take, yeah, take him take i got him. i got him my number 14 so how you doing really yeah damn yeah. Eye on Nick. Okay. okay. Yeah, buddy. 
So let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Zach Wheeler. We all know about the the great Zach Wheeler. Somebody that left the Mets was pretty good, but finally found the health because my my guy was almost a flangy guy himself, but finally figured it out in Philly, and I'm very excited to have him. My guy had 153 innings this year. Um, he had 12 um, 12 wins, 163 Ks, and a 2.82 ERA with a 104 WHIP. Now that's wonderful. And somebody that could have a sub three ERA in Philly is a really big thing because you know they got that short porch. It's not really a pitcher's park. And on top of that, just Wheeler throws gas. I think he's absolutely ridiculous. This is why I have Zach Wheeler as my number tenth overall pitcher. I think that you know you could draft him as your one and just be happy. He's just going to keep doing with it. The guy could throw if he pitches more innings. If he hits 170 innings this year, 180 innings, which I think he's got in him. I think that he's just going to be lights out and just have almost 200 Ks, if not 200 Ks, and still have that nice ERA. So I'm not saying maybe sub three, but maybe like right on the three. So I think Zach Wheeler has all the potential to be a top 10 arm this year and, and win you some fantasy leagues, so feel comfortable grabbing him. Yeah, Matt, um, lock and sink on Zach Wheeler. I have number 10 as well. I don't think there is much I can add for this um, you know, topic with here with Zach Wheeler, but there's something I can add for all the fans out there, right? Guys, if you, you know, if you guys been paying attention, we're now part of the Locked On family. And I want to talk about one of our colleagues. Um, our colleague, Lindsay, is the host of the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. And the guy is a mastermind with his prospect knowledge. So make sure you go check him out, right? So with that being said, let's move into some Marlins. What, what are you guys doing with Sandy Alcantara, right? Last year, the monster year for Big Sandy. Uh, let me just... Let me grab his stats for you. I know the guy was absolutely lights out. A lot of people predicted it. I think Matt and I had him fairly high last year. Maybe not as high as we should have. But, um, you know, we do love us some Sandy Alcantara here. If Baseball Reference ever wants to load, you know, I'll I'll get to his numbers here. But while that's doing that, I'll tell you where I got him ranked. Got him ranked as my number two starting pitcher for this year. Now, the Marlins work absolute wonders with all of their starting pitching. Look at Jesus Lazardo last year. Look at just all of their, you know, young pitchers over the last few years. They've all have been um, absolutely wonderful. And uh, baseball reference just doesn't want to work with me. Matt, I don't know if you got his stats handy or if you want to yeah. try and, you know, take the, the stats part here with Sandy. Yeah, I got you. Uh, one second here. Oh, wait, wait. I think I got it, actually. Hold on, my brother. I think baseball reference decided to be nice to me now. Okay, so Sandy Alcantara last year as a 26-year-old, by the way, still super young. 14 wins, 9 losses, 32 starts, 228 innings, 207 strikeouts, and a 0-9-8 whip. I think you just take Sandy Alcantara as your ace and you'd be happy about it. And that, that's pretty much all you could really say about the guy. Yeah, Sandy's great. Um, just so everybody knows, too, I got Sandy down at, like, number five overall starting pitcher for me. I think he's going to have a great season. The only thing I could that I'm like a little hesitant on is his K per nine. I hope that that's going to be there a little bit more confidently next year. But other than that, I think Sandy's going to be great, and I'm going to take him as my number, as my as my stud on that team. Let's move on to another person on this team. That's going to be Mister Edward Cabrera, somebody that was had his first year in the bigs. I really liked his stuff last year. Pitched about seven one innings, six Ws, seventy five Ks, had a three oh one ERA and a one oh seven WHIP. Now, I don't know if anybody's heard me talk about Gilly or some of the other younger pitchers this year, but whenever I see this in somebody's first big-time show, first time in the show, and they put up these kind of numbers and they have 
a, a little over a K per nine with a low ERA and the and, and the whip is in control. That means their command and everything's coming to fruition, and everything that they showed in the minors is translating to the bigs, which means he can have one of these breakout seasons. I don't know if he has the the stel- star wart talent to be like one of these top fifteen, top twenty arms, but I think he's going to be a nice value right now. I I mean I I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, pretty happy to say like I'm. I'm ready to draft this year in, in confidence and say, hey, let's go with it. I'm trying to pull up where I have him real quick. Yeah, I'm actually curious where you have him. <laughs> I, got him at, I got him at 45 right now. You know, 45 starting pitcher. I think that's a fair spot for him. Right right in between, like, Jeffy Springs and Hunter Green. So, you know, I think that it's a, it's a fair place to scoop him. I have him, you know, p- tied in with, you know, Hunter Green, another guy that I talked about that could take that step forward. I have him, Springs, Joe Ryan, Dustin May, Lodolo's in that area. I mean, these are guys that I all have high expectations for for next season. So I think Cabrera's right in there. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to speak upon Mr. Edward Cabrera a little bit. It's, it's if I had to pick a couple young guns that I think are going to just break out this year and take the bull by the horns. Edward Cabrera is a guy that you know I'm going to try and have all of my on all of my teams. I, I want him on all of my fantasy teams uh, this year. I have him ranked 43rd. Matt and I are pretty much in sync about him. But guess where you can get Edward Cabrera right now? If uh, NFBC ADP over the last month for Edward Cabrera, pick 221. 83rd overall pitcher. Once again, NFBC ADP, you can't sort between starting and relief pitchers. So maybe it bumps him up a little bit on overall pitchers. But guys, Edward Cabrera is going to be a monster. He's a big strikeout guy. He's got great stuff, throws gas, been great in the minors. He's going to be 25 years old this year. Take him with confidence. So uh, let's let's go with uh, Luis Arias. Uh, brand new guy here, you know, to the Miami Marlins. Probably hit leadoff. I'll just say this: there's not a lot to say about this guy. I think that um, I think that he's going to be pretty much what he was last year. If I can, once again, Baseball Reference just doesn't want to work with me. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. So last year, Arias, you know, he's just mainly a batting average guy. He had three sixteen, four steals, forty nine RBIs, eight home runs, eighty eight runs. I'm pretty much, uh, you know, taking the same thing. He he has the second base eligibility, which is going to be, you know, nice. Second base is absolutely, you know, putrid this year. I have Luis Arias, 17th at second base. I'm actually probably going to wind up moving him up a tiny bit after this. But, you know, that's that's my take on Arias. Not really too much about him. He's just batting average runs. Yeah, really not much to say there. Um, But... Let's bring somebody up that we all know I'm bullish on. If you have, if you've been listening, if you're new to the pod, welcome in and welcome to Matt's drooling corner, where he drools over Mister Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm is one of my favorite second basemen's out there. I think he has all the upside in the world. The only thing that is a downside for him is the fact that he could be my flanges guy for next year. You know, two years in a row, he had you know multiple stints out and then missed the second half of the season until like the very end and then came back and was kind of kind of whatever but leading up to his injury he was the be- one of the best players in baseball i think he was like a top 10 overall fantasy baseball player five category contributor and personally you know he's one of those guys that's like man 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 if he can just stay healthy forget about it so here's his stats last year before he got hurt right he had 39 runs 14 home runs, 45 ribbies, 12 stolen bases, and batted 254. 
Two fifty four is about what you're gonna get from the kid. I don't I don't know if you're if he's gonna hit the two sixty five. If he does, oh my lord, he's gonna be a number one. He's gonna be one of the top ten players, top ten picks next year. I tell you that much. But I think he's got a pop. He's definitely got the stolen bases, so he could be a twenty five to thirty home run to boot with the 30, 25 to thirty. Uh, stolen bases so i think this kid is going to be outrageous plus he's the only player on that team to be completely honest so you know he's got all the time in the world let's just hope they can bring somebody they're trying hopefully they can get somebody else on that team because oh my god (laughs) that is it is one of the most putrid teams in the mlb but enough of me jeweling you know yeah 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 man i got a little something a little something (laughs) but jazz jazz did all that in 60 Guys, yeah, he did all that in 60 games. The 14 bombs and 12 steals is going to translate big time. So at minimum, if Jazz is healthy, I think you get a 30-30 guy. As Matt said, runs and RBIs, you know, depend on the team. Batting average, suspect. But you you guys, if you guys been here, you know about Jazz. You know how we feel about Jazz. Absolutely love him. I have him as my number four second baseman. To be honest, I might wind up – I've been swapping him and Albie so many times, but – I'd rather take Jazz at where he's going, which is pick 43, than take Albies at pick 49. So I think I need, do need to adjust my rankings. With that being said, guys, we're going to move into the last team here in the, the NL East, and it's not a very good one. They're actually worse than the Marlins. It's the Washington Nationals. I'm just repping Bryce Harper here. I know I got the gear on. It's a Bryce Harper jersey, I swear. I promise you guys that. But let's start off with somebody fun, right? Somebody that I don't think a lot of people know what to do with. But I think I know what I'm doing with them. It's Joey Manessis. Joey Manessis, you know, uh, he he's a he was so sneaky, snuck up on all of us last year, and he and he threw up some great numbers. And by the way, 30 years old, he's like a career minor league guy. And last year, finally got the call, and boy, did he show up. Joey Manessis had a 3.24 batting average, chipped in a steal, 34 RBIs, 13 home runs, 33 runs in 56 games. Now, I think Joey Manessis could give you some ba- uh, some batting average, some bombs. The runs and RBIs are going to be suspect. But here's the thing. Take him as an outfielder. I believe he has first base eligibility too. But I have him ranked as my – I have him ranked as my number 34 outfielder, right? I would love to get him as my number three outfielder. Now, that's probably in your shallower leagues. But if you could wind up getting him as your number three in those deeper leagues, I think that's the sweet spot. I don't know if I trust him as my number two on that bad Nationals team. But in throughout his career in the minor leagues, one thing he always did is hit for batting average, hit for a little bit of power. So I think I'm aiming for him to take him as my number three. And let me see if I could just pull up where he's going in a NFBC ADP so you guys can uh, – is he going that late? Or did I pass him? Matt, any thoughts on Manessis here while I see if I can find where he's going? Personally, I think that just like with late prospects, guys that come up in their 30s, it's very rare that they really pop. I think the guy was just so excited there was just a lot of juice behind his ball. I think he kind of levels out, especially on a middling Washington team. I just Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, so he, he could have been good maybe if he was up five years ago. But, I mean, now it's just whatever. I mean, if you want to draft them and see what you can get, because outfield is pretty rough this year too, I wouldn't blame you. It's just I, I'm not picking him high. I'm probably passing on him where he's probably going unless he's going late. Where do you got him ranked? To be honest, dude, I couldn't even tell you. Okay, well, I'll tell you this. While Matt's looking that up, guys, you can get him as your number 46 outfielder, pick 191, and I think that's safe. I think that's safe. I do have him ranked a little bit higher 
but th- that doesn't necessarily mean that I'll take him there. I mean, that's another thing with rankings, guys. Just because we have him ranked there, that's where we would take him if we had to. Read the room. You know, talk to your friends that are in your league. Say, oh, you know, do you like this guy? you like him or not? Try and gauge it. You know, and especially if you've been in the league long term, you could do that pretty, you know, well, hopefully anyway. But at pick 191, 46 outfield, the Joey Manessis is a steal. Yeah, I have him as my 71st. So, wow. Yeah. You need to move that up, man. I think that needs a little adjusting. We'll see. Uh, if, if I'm right about him, you know, it's just one of those things where I just won't be upset if I miss him. And if I'm wrong about him, I still won't be upset because That's I fair. probably got somebody better in that range. That's but fair. let's move on to somebody that, you know what, was a prospect number one last year at one point, got traded from San Diego to the Washington Nationals, and that's Mr. C.J. Abrams. Abrams is an interesting character, right? He's been thrown, thrusted from uh, a really good team where there could have been a lot of upside to now the middle of nowhere, might as well be in Guam, Washington Nationals. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm just like, okay, you know, his upside has kind of gone outside of the fact that the guy could probably steal you like a million stolen bases. And last year when he was up, he really didn't, I feel like he was just forced up because they wanted to showcase him just to do what he had to do. So even in his, it's, I'm just going to read his minor leagues because that's kind of where I feel is the most relevant for him, right? So in 2022, his minor league stats, right? He had 171 at-bats. He had 42 runs. He had six doubles, a a triple, seven home runs, 30 ribbies, 14 stolen bases, and he batted a 310, right? So now, if he gets a full year in the MLB, somehow the the Washington Nationals, who are also not great at developing players these days, just don't mess him up. I think that he could, you know, kind of show what he can be, and then if they could put a team around him and, and protect him in the lineup, then he could be good. You may have a different feeling, but like personally, I just like I'm out on C.J. Abrams this year. I think the only way I'm touching him is in, in a later in a in a dynasty league, in a redraft league. I'm not touching him with a ten foot pole. Where do you got him ranked? Oof. So are you ready for this? Because it, yeah. it, 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 I mean, it, I'll tell you, this. I agree with you. I, I'm where where I got him as my twentieth shortstop right now. Yeah, I think I got I think I got him even lower to be honest with you. Like, yeah, like, I got, like he's two spots ahead of Montesi, and we all know how I feel about Montesi. Yeah, I got CJ Abram as my number twenty-eight shortstop. As Matt said, not really touching this guy with a ten-foot pole. You know, I I got to see him do it first before I'm buying back in. He was a he was a flanges guys in the minors too, and the minors never really played a lot of games. I know he's still young. Maybe you take a shot on him in your in your deep leagues, and uh, you know that that's what you do. I think that's the Think, I think that's the that's the move here. So with that being said, guys, I think we're going to wrap this one up here. But once again, before we go, I just want to let you guys know that, um, once again, you got to tune in to our friend uh, Lindsey. Does Locked On MLB Prospects, and he's an encyclopedia of knowledge. You got to make sure you check out his episode. And with that being said, guys, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, rate if you haven't done that already. And Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. Peace. And that should be it. Oh, okay. I will just edit that part out.